It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. It is the most wonderful time of year. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and I'm Dan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in with us again. We are back. We are in the Christmas spirit. It is December. It's after Thanksgiving. So all you chuckleheads that said we can't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving... You have no excuse anymore, so we're going to open with Christmas music every week up until Christmas, so deal with it. Uh, Once again, thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast on all platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, You can follow us on SoundCloud where we post all of our episodes or subscribe to our uh, iTunes page, Living Off the Land. Yeah, you too, champ. You're here too. So what's up, guys? What's new? How's it going? How's it going, Dan? Jordan, how are you? Wait, Dan, did you say chuckleheads or chuckleheads? Chuckleheads. I've never heard of that before. Well, you heard it now. Jimmy asked you a question. Hmm. Oh, wait, Jimmy, what'd you say? I was just asking how how you're doing, Jordan. Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm a little stressed, but I'm good. What's a little stress in the hey, holiday hey, season? What's up? <clears throat> Nothing. We're just getting jolly over here in the loft. Yeah, if uh, Jordan sounds a little weird, uh, he's the one who's on Skype this week because apparently none of us can ever get, be in the same room together at the same time. Never <laughs> happens. So we're going to tough it out this week again, hopefully next week uh, and whatever, whenever Christmas break starts for Jimmy. Uh We'll be able to all be together to do our episodes, but we'll figure that out. So anyway, uh, yeah, lotlpodcast.com, our website, check it out. We just posted Steve's latest article chronicling the Baker Mayfield-Hugh Jackson rift uh, from, well, now two weeks ago, but uh, it still lingers on. So uh, Steve gives some insight, some personal insight, and uh, some some uh, insight that he did researching um, on the situation. So go check that out. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, Steve is going to be sending us his next article to post uh, regarding the high school football state championships that just wrapped up uh, this past week. So he will give a review of all those games. And if you don't know, I'll let you know who all the winners are. So, uh, yeah. What are we going to talk about this week, guys? Because this is kind of a free-for-all episode. Yeah, it's gonna definitely be a little improvised, but you know, some of the best episodes come that way. Wouldn't you agree, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, because that's like when we're just all being ourselves and just chilling and goofing off. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably end up. This will probably end up sounding like a normal episode because we're gonna. We do have. We do have a top five and a poll of the week. Um, we just didn't script anything out, so. It's going to be a pretty much a free-for-all. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk about our beer of the week, which I am so lovingly enjoying right now. Uh, if you listened to our episode last week, Jordan won the bet. I owe him a six-pack of beer. Yeah. I bought the beer, but since Jordan can't be with us tonight, I'm drinking it. <laughs> so... Yeah. 
That's your fault. That's not my fault. Mm. Wow. I, 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 oh, yeah. I still, I, I'll still have a six pack for you. Just it, you know, whatever. It'll be, yeah, a, that works. It'll be a hodgepodge. So anyway, I am enjoying uh, a Fathead's Christmas Ale. No, I am not drinking Holly Jolly. I am drinking Pimp My Sleigh, Fathead's Belgian style Christmas Ale. Uh, it is amazing. It is splendid. It's a very dark uh, beer, actually. It's darker than most of your normal Christmas ales. But the taste what is wonderful. Is the, what, Dan, sorry to interrupt, but what is it described as? Isn't it like a Belgian something? Yeah, it's a Belgian style Christmas ale. That's literally what it that's says. On, that's yeah. literally what it says on the uh, uh, on the bottle. Here, I'll give you the actual description from Fatheads. Over the river and through the wood to this rich, complex Belgian-style holiday brew. Complex aromas and essence of sweet, dark malt, raisins, figs, anise, dark candy sugar, and spicy fennels. This beer will sting the toes and bite the nose. But no worries, the horse knows its way. What a lovely write-up. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? That's on the side of every bottle, so... <clears throat> I'm not just making that up. <clears throat> but anyway, that's the beer of the week oh, this week. It. Check it out. It's bottled. It's very expensive. Uh, so they only sell it in fours. Uh, they don't come in six packs, and it was 14 <laughs> bucks. Oh, my God. Whoa. For a four, that for a four-pack. It's like three bucks a bottle. Like... Normal wow. normal Christmas ale is like eleven bucks, but that's six bottles. It's it comes in a six yeah, pack. That's, that's but a lot. but this is ten and a half percent alcohol by volume. So if you drink all four of them, you will be toasted. So yeah, that would that would real really. I mean, oh, that would rip your average, uh, your average uh, Christmas ale is going to get you toasty, but that would really oh yeah, that would really get you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've had it. It's a, it's a really strong but really good Christmas ale. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I love it. I like it a lot. Um, it's more of a sweeter one. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have much bite to it. But I guess that that's the Belgian style of it. So anyway, uh, go to your local Fatheads uh, or any, pretty much anybody that sells beer has this now uh, in the four packs. So pick it up. Shout out to our friends at Fatheads. Uh, if they hear this and they want to hook up, you know, with us and do some do some business, be you know, a sponsor. Why you not? Know, yeah, why not? You know, we'd love to do our show from there. The beautiful new uh, brew hall, beer hall, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. But, anyways, speaking of beer, Dan. Yeah. I think I have a pretty interesting topic that I'm sure Jordan would love to weigh in on. Boy, that didn't that didn't that didn't sound rehearsed at all. The way you said that. No. Speaking of beer, Dan, that was pretty. That was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Uh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. No. Good. No. What were you saying? That was pretty smooth. Anyways, Jordan, uh, I was talking oh. to Dan earlier about this interesting documentary out there for those who haven't seen it. It's called Beer Wars. Came out probably I say ten or twelve oh. years ago. Uh, really interesting. It just talks okay. about pretty much uh, how, how dominant. You know Budweiser and uh, Anheuser-Busch, uh, how, how they control the market and how they're trying to kill all these 
uh, small breweries and these IPAs. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're trying to do that. They're trying to knock them out, yeah, forever. But um, one of the really cool scenes from this documentary, it, it's kind of like a blind uh, placebo test where they have, you know, like your average beer drinker who enjoys a nice, nice uh, Bud Light, uh, Budweiser, Coors Light, whatever you have it. And they lined, I think it was a Bud Light, a Budweiser, and a Coors Light up. And they blindfolded them, and nobody could tell the difference between each beer. Seriously? Yeah, nobody. Like, they couldn't tell what was Budweiser? I mean, I'm sure there were some people that could, yeah, but yeah. I, I like, I think they showed maybe 10, 15 what, people. What were, the, what were the beer? Wait, what were the beers again? So, one was definitely Bud Light, one was definitely Coors okay. Light. Maybe I'm mistaken, maybe it wasn't Budweiser, maybe it could have been like Miller. Something like that. Maybe Miller Lite? It could have been Miller Lite. I think it was Miller it was Lite, light Coors, that makes Bud Light. Yeah. But I, I feel like still, like I would be able to tell the difference. That's what people know. said. They're like, oh, I'm a Bud Light guy. I can tell Bud Light, you know, wow. nine times out of ten. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And that one time. Jordan, do don't you think you'd be able to tell the difference between uh, like a light beer? I feel like I could tell the difference between like Coors and a Bud Light. Yeah. I feel like I could see myself getting confused between Miller and Coors, though. I will say that. I don't know, though. I, that's just what I would think. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Miller, Miller Lite has, like, its distinct taste, like, aside from Coors and Bud Light. I feel like Coors Light and Bud Light, I would, I, I might mix up. But I, I feel like if, if I, like, if I drank Miller Lite, I'd know, like, it wasn't Bud Light, like, immediately. That's what I thought. Yeah. But I don't know. I agree. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I agree. I just, uh, I'm not really sure how it's a process this, you know? <laughs> right. It's a lot to because think about, Jordan, now. <laughs> I, I, I trust that, I trust what they, what this, you know, show or whatever said. You know, I, I could also see a lot of people just getting confused or nervous on the spot, and then they just kind of, you know, just gas or whatever, but. Yeah. There's not a lot of flavor in some of the light beers that you want. No, there's there's no to me there's no flavor in a light beer. I you're just yeah. drinking a light beer because it's it's really cheap and if you drink enough of them you're gonna feel a buzz. Like right, exactly. like like nobody nobody can sit here and tell me that they like the taste of like a Bud Light. Like even if you do, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> Party on, Garth. You get okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but I mean, no, yeah. I mean no, you're right. You're right. There's really no. You're right. They're kind of just filler beers. Right, like it's a tailgate beer. Like it's something cheap. It's a college tailgate beer. It's something cheap that you can buy a lot of that's gonna get you buzzed. Like, right. Like if I want, if if I'm sitting down, like <laughs> I like, I, there's people I know that will like have a Bud Light like with their dinner. Mm-hmm. My dad's one of those people. Like I, I don't test. <laughs> Big Jim P. I, I'm not, I'm not with you on that one. But uh, I digress. So. No, that's cool. Um, that's interesting. I, I want to check that documentary out. It's yeah, called Bre- really Beer cool. Wars. Beer Wars. Beer mm-hmm. Wars. Okay. Really cool. Is it on the, Netflix? I don't think so. YouTube. Uh, the, yeah, I'm sure it might be on YouTube. But the one girl who pretty much narrates the whole thing and who's yeah. kind of the head person uh, founded Mike's Hard. Oh. Yeah. So whatever wow. her name oh, is. Really? Yeah. Or she she was uh, <coughs> a huge part in in the development of Mike's Hard. Fun fact about so, Mike's Hard. Uh, they give me the absolute worst hangovers of anything I, I could ever it. drink. No, no. I believe I it. agree 100%, Dan. I agree 100%. The combination of the Those sugars in awful. it. The sugar. The sugar, sugar in it and the alcohol, like, it's the worst. 
Like even worse than yeah. like than like a wine uh, hangover. Like if you drank a bunch of wine, right? Like to me, Mike's hard is like if I were to drink a six pack and Mike's hard, like as like my beer of choice, like out for a night, I'd wake up with a throbbing headache. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it happens even if you have like just like two. Right. You know, like it's it's crazy how bad it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the sugar acting with the alcohol and like all, you know whatever. I don't know the science behind it, but all I know is it gives me really bad headaches. So, but yeah, yeah. We're we're going down a road here. We're we're starting to get into Let's pull it back. Yeah, we're starting to get into Danger Dan territory back <laughs> back in the day of BG. So oh boy, <laughs> don't go back to those days. No. No, no, um, but but yeah. So anyway, back on train, back on the tracks here. Pit my slave, fatheads, check it out. Shout out to BG, by the way. No, I'm Shout just, I'm just, out. Just kidding. Just kidding. Shout. You trying to? You, man, you're bringing up some memories. I'm Shout ju- out to all my BG people who are listening to this stuff. I've jumped around. I'm not really too loyal to any school, to be honest. Yeah, but, I know. Um, Your sister went to BG for a hot minute. For a hot minute. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Ten seconds. Right. Like like a week. Something like that. So you know. Oh, uh, but but anyway, like Once I said, always a falcon. Always a falcon. Ask Urban Meyer. <laughs> huh. oh, wow. Um. So anyway, yeah, let's get into uh, our episode. The stuff that we did have planned. Uh, poll of the week. Uh, you can see on our Facebook or our Twitter pages. Real simple this week. We went with the Christmas theme, and uh, I just wanted to know. I honestly, I, I was shocked that anybody said no to this, and that's kind of why I suggested it. Same, same here. Same here. <laughs> like I, I, I was fully expecting it to be like a hundred, totally a hundred percent. I was shocked that I think three people voted no total. But I'm literally shocked. Like unless you're from like Southern California, like that's the only way. But nobody voted said there it was Southern California. Um. So the poll of the week is: Do you want snow? On Christmas Day, or do you want a white Christmas? Either whichever way you want to describe it. Uh, guys, what's your answer? Uh, I mean, not all at once now. hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like even the last few Christmases though have been snowless. It's been right? weird. Yeah, yeah. We've like I think one year we had rain. Yeah, one uh, year it was like sixty year was like, degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Um, but I mean. Yeah, I just like like even what we have today, like it's, it's like an inch, not even two inches of snow. I just want everything covered, like outside. Not white Christmas. Yeah, white Christmas. Like I want to I want to look out my I, window and see snow. I have to agree a hundred percent, Dan. Um, I love snow before. Like I love snow up until the end of the holiday season, um, and I certainly love snow on Christmas. There's no doubt about that, and I absolutely look forward to having snow on Christmas. So I voted yes. Yeah, it's just one. Um, it's just one day a year for me. I just want it on Christmas. That's it. Like I could do without snow. I feel like the 364 like, other days. Too, like when you were a kid. Oh yeah. Like it was so magical when it snowed on Christmas. Dude. And yeah. Going sledding. So it's so nostalgic when it happens as when you're adult. You know. Yeah, yeah. Going sledding, all that stuff. The toboggan shoes just open. You've been tobogganing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nothing worse than a thick February snow. Oh, God. A slush nothing, snow. Nothing right. worse than that. Oh, a slush Gray, snow. black slush. Not good at oh. all. Not good at all. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, I think Twitter was 100% yes for White Christmas. Facebook was like... Twitter, yeah, Twitter was. 
Yeah, was. F- Facebook was like 90-10. Uh, we had like four people say no or something. But, yeah, I think four people said no. So, Georgia said yeah, no. I, Are you kidding me? I know. I found that really disappointing, Georgia. <sighs> Whatever. How I dare just, you? I just couldn't imagine going through a Christmas when it's like 75, 80 degrees out. That yeah. doesn't seem enjoyable at all. Yeah, but I mean, like if like if you grew up like if you've never seen snow, you don't. Like, yeah, obviously it's the norm. But like you see it on the movies, and like if you never had snow, and you see like White Christmas, like an elf or Santa Claus or whatever, you you like kind of like like you you you're, like I'm trying to think of the word like you Jones for it, like you're Jonesing for for snow, like you want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like for us, we we get it every year, but still, I want it on Christmas. <laughs> like it's it. just like Christmas staple, like. Like, waking up when I was a kid, looking out the window and seeing snow, running down the stairs, going to the tree. Like, I had two younger brothers, so, like, we would wake up at, like, 6 in the morning and wake our parents up. And when we got older, like, our parents, had to, a little wake, more. Yeah, parents had to wake us up. Like, come on, we got to open gifts. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, so. Oh, how the turntables. Oh, how the turntables. It's an office reference for those of you who are not cool and don't watch The Office. That's something we got to add to the soundboard. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's going to be half of our soundboard. Oh, the turntables. Oh, everything. Um, so, yeah, that's the poll of the week. Uh, top five of the week. <laughs> I didn't put my top five together. <laughs> no, I didn't either, to be like honest, we because said, I'll give you a reason. Like we said, we're throwing this episode together. So, uh, Jordan, did you at least do it? Yeah, I did. Uh, the new episode outline is up. I sent it over to Facebook Messenger just so you know. I know I got um, it. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't I going did. to announce it on the on the airwaves. Oh but my bad. I like <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't worry, I'll edit it out, but not really. <laughs> Alright, so all our so our top five of the week was top five favorite Christmas cookies. Uh so Jordan, since you have yours, go first. Alright, uh, we'll do. I just saw your uh, list, dude. Go. I just saw your list. One of your things isn't even a cookie. Anyway, whatever. Oh, I think I know. Go through your list. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm not a huge cookie guy. Just, but, just yeah. Um, okay. What? That's fine. Here we go. Uh, number five, just like a gingerbread cookie. Yep. Um, preferably homemade. I'm not a fan of like whatever you can buy in the store. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, and number four would be just like a peanut butter cookie. Oh, Especially Jimmy, did you hear that? Like no baked peanut butter cookies. Yeah, I know. Jimmy would die. This is why I don't want to participate in this top five because every good cookie has some sort of nut. I'm just, right. I'm sick of it. Chocolate chip and like Ginger, oatmeal gingerbread? occasionally. Gingerbread, bro. Oh, get that on my face. Snickerdoodle's good. Ooh. Big fan. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you like, wait, you like Snickerdoodle? Love Jimmy? it. Yep. Oh, wow, I don't know about that. Mm. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, number three is shortbread. I love just a good, you know, short shortbread is so like filling and so rich and dense, and I like that, especially if it's fresh, of course. Uh, okay, so apparently this is not a cookie. Uh, I put Buckeyes. I guess it's not a cookie. Candy. It's not a cookie. Yeah, I guess it's a candy. 
Yeah. Well, I, I put it down anyway. So is a Hershey Kiss well, a, one, a cookie or is a uh, Reese's? On top of a cookie. Is a Reese's, I know those are cookies. Is a Reese's peanut butter cup a cookie? Because that's literally what a Buckeye is. I guess that is what it is now that I think about it. <laughs> it's well, what, it's, it is what it is. Uh, you eat them on Christmas. Uh, you, like you eat Buckeyes at Christmas. Yeah. That's one of your... Yeah, okay. There you go. That's probably what I was thinking. Uh, um, Can't relate. And the number, number one would just be... Would uh, be like a butter sugar cookie. So we had a recipe growing up. They were literally called like butter cookies. <coughs> it's just... It's just, there's different types of, like, sugar cookies that people make. These would be, like, traditional uh, Christmas cookies. The ones we had did vanilla extract instead of almond extract. Um, And I thought the flavor was a lot better because of that. And we would make, like, either homemade icing or we'd buy icing and just frost them after. But honestly, they were good just straight up. Uh, Even without icing, they're so fresh. They, like, melt in your mouth with fresh. Um, those I love. I could eat a million of those. Um, but yeah, so that's my uh, top five. James, you got anything? <laughs> Listen, this is all I got to say. Get your Buckeyes out of my face. Get your peanut butter cookies out of my face. Uh, I'm a traditionalist, so give me a nice warm chocolate chip cookie <laughs> with a nice tall glass what of a, milk. What, what about like to make it Christmassy? Have like instead of like the chocolate yeah, the red, chips, yeah, red and sure. green M and M's. Yeah, that that's about it. That's go. all. Yeah, that's yeah. There you go. Gingerbread, sure. You're a monster. <laughs> I love how we all knew. <laughs> not my gumdrop buttons. No, 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 not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Do you too know spot on. the Muffin Man? That's scary. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's my answer. You Keep only short said like two. So, All right. So it's just chocolate break. chip cookie, huh? That's a, I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. yeah I mean, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <coughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, honest. Like, uh, I really I don't even have a I I don't have five either. Um, I just have like two of them that rise so far above the rest that like the rest of them don't even matter. So actually, okay. I. You know what? I can put together five. So, uh, gingerbread cookie I would put on there. Um, the uh, cookies that you make that have like the Hershey's Kiss, like yeah, it's about pushed into there. the top. Mm-hmm. Now you can't have the peanut butter ones, right? You no, just have the normal sir. Ones. So the so for me the peanut butter ones with the yeah, that's uh, where it's at. It's like the see, it's like the inverted Reese's cup. This top five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just my other two, I, I don't. I think I've only said two, but. Mm-hmm. My other two, I guess, throw in a chocolate chip cookie in there, but the other two have not been mentioned. Uh, I'm Italian, so my nonna's ricotta cookies for Christmas. Oh, oh my God. I'll have to, I'll have to bring some uh, at, when I find out that she makes them because they're amazing. Yes, they're cookies made with cheese. Ooh. No but nuts? it's ricotta. No. It's that, ricotta that cheese. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds and then, delicious. The best. You can't ever convince me otherwise. My mom makes these oatmeal white chocolate chip cranberry cookies for Christmas every year. They're the best cookies on planet Earth. Bar none, hands okay. down. Undefeated. Undisputed. Heavyweight champion of cookies. The... <laughs> what are they even called? Soft and chewy white chocolate cranberry oatmeal cookies. Okay. My mom makes like boxes of them every year for like all the holiday parties and everything. So 
They are. These are like made from scratch. Like these are oh, made yeah. from scratch. Or... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that oh, sounds yeah. awesome. Though. Oh yeah, mom, mom, uh, mom always bakes them uh, every year, right around this time actually, maybe within the next week. Um, so I'll have to check and see if she's gonna do it again. But yeah, they are amazing. I'll post a link to them so you guys can see them, and then you can make them for yeah, yourselves, definitely. and then you can thank me. Honestly, no uh, nuts, you know James. I, I would no like nuts. To do as well is make. Uh, sometime we should, as a group, make them, or I could bring them. Is bring those butter cookies I talked about. Like they are legit, like Christmas cookies. Like it is, they are so delicious. I think that'd be fun to do as well. We'll uh, we'll let you bring them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So there's our top five of the week. Uh, if there's anything we forgot, anything we didn't mention, let us know on social media. If you hate our suggestions or our top fives, uh, let us know on social media, and we will respond because that's what we do. Even though we never get any answers. Never Everybody any. hates. That's right. They vote on our poll, but they don't comment on our polls. Okay. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Jordan. Gloat. Go ahead. <laughs> Do it. All right. So, uh, as I predicted, the uh, Texans would win. Um, I did think it would be a closer game. I have to be, you know, perfectly honest. Uh, it was kind of a blowout, and that was kind of weird, but I wasn't expecting a blowout. I'm not shocked that the Texans won. Um, they're on a roll right now. Whether or not they're legit is beside the point because they're super hot and in incredible form at this moment. So, um, so it was, you know, there's some Cleveland fans that are overreacting to Baker's performance. Like, he's a rookie. He's going to have bad games. Uh, but more, honestly, more so than that, he is, um, he's, <coughs> every quarterback's going to have a bad game at some point. So I wouldn't consider that shocking. He also had a lot of great plays, uh, nonetheless. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, they played a better team. Uh, the Texans are red hot right now. That The combo with Watson and Hopkins is just one of the best in the league right now, and it's uh, it would, it would be it's hard to stop that. And the defense really showed up for the Texans as well. So, so yeah. So I mean, that's that's just kind of what I think. Um, I mean, it was. Did they? It's did fun they, to be a Texans fan right now. That's for sure. Did their defense show up? I don't know. Well, they picked them off three times. Well, but yeah, but that that's more. That, I mean, I guess you could say that that. That, that's what I mean by the defense showed up. You know, they got no sacks. I mean, I guess they shut down the Browns' running game, but by the time middle of the second quarter, the Browns just stopped running completely because of how far they were behind. Honestly, for me, after watching the game again, uh, if a couple if a couple things go differently, that's an entirely different game. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah the Texans won by yeah. 16, so technically, yeah, I guess. For me, in the NFL, anything over a two-touchdown win is a blowout. But <clears throat> to me, if Baker doesn't throw that pick six and uh, Antonio Callaway doesn't fumble that ball going into the end zone, the game's tied. Um, 
that Callaway thing was really bad. And the Callaway yeah. thing was two plays in a row because he actually scored the touchdown the first time, and it was called back on holding, which was legit because if if the guy doesn't get held, he probably sacks Baker. But right. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen I've seen more egregious plays not get called holding. But anyway, it got called. Yeah. But the Browns had another chance, and Callaway caught the ball, ran all the way down the freaking five-yard line, and then got it stripped. I don't know why he decided to run, ba- try to run back towards the middle of the field with his with the ball in his right hand. But he's a rookie; he's going to make mistakes. So, but that was to me that was the difference in the game. Where really were those two yeah. plays? I mean, I agree with that. Because those are two legit scoring plays. It's not like you could say, like, oh, they turned the ball over, but Houston didn't do anything with it. They scored a touchdown on that interception. And then that Callaway touchdown got called back. So, yeah, it was a a two-touchdown game, so I guess you could call it a blowout. But, like, the game turned on two specific plays. It wasn't like a sequence of plays where Houston – Showed that they were a much better team than the Browns. It was literally just two plays that were the difference for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that. Um, but I mean, the Texans obviously did what they needed to do to close the game out too, which I think that's, I think that's important, the ability to close out a game. Um, and yeah, I mean, but you're right. There, there was a couple of plays there that really cost the Browns the game. Uh, it was close, really, until those those plays. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, it. So, it it was it was a game of two hot teams. Uh, you know, both teams weren't going to stay hot coming out of the game, so somebody had to lose. So, the Browns are the younger team; they made the mistakes. So, you know, that's what happens. But uh, I am impressed with the Texans. Uh, they are legit. They've won nine in a row. Uh, we'll see. What happens when the lights shine brightest in the playoffs? Uh, you know, if they have to go to New England to play, I really don't see them beating New England. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, for that, for to, for me, for them to do anything in the playoffs, they have to somehow uh, get a higher seed than New England. Right, and weirdly enough, that's actually entirely possible. Oh, it is. They have the same is record, so. I mean, is it going to happen? I doubt. But yeah. the Texans and, have jumped the Steelers as of now, uh, so I mean it's it, it's possible. I, I just I don't I can't ever predict the NFL. I don't I don't know how people it's the NFL except for like the Patriots. Uh, it's so incredibly frustrating when it comes to predicting. So I don't know, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, for them to stand a chance, it's probably going to be that they have to go through the Patriots, and yeah. you, I don't feel good about that. It's them or the it, it's team. that it's them or the Chiefs. So I, I would feel better. Right. I would feel better with them if they had a matchup with the Chiefs. Some people would say I'm crazy, but um, if, if you would have told me that like four weeks ago, I would have said absolutely not. I'd rather have the Patriots, but the Chiefs, man, suddenly they 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 don't look so great anymore. Well, well, well that is crazy. Well, that and they're, right. uh, they're, I mean, you know, they're choke artists. So they choked last year in the playoffs. You know, who knows how well, Mahomes? Who knows how Mahomes lost, is going to perform well, in the yeah, playoffs? The whole Kareem Hunt thing going on. They lost some defensive players. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about the Chiefs at this point. And I agree, they they are choke artists as well. So. Yeah. So, 
But anyway, I digress. Uh, Browns game coming up on Sunday. We are hosting the Panthers. Panthers are in a free fall right now. They've lost four in a row. Uh, Cam Newton's shoulder is messed up. Um, you know, even though the Browns aren't going anywhere, they're not going to the playoffs or whatever, I think this could be a game where the Browns get right uh, and win at home uh, and just excite the fan base even more. Uh, the Browns win two more games. They guarantee themselves not to lose double-digit games this year, which would be the first time since 2014, which is ridiculous. Go Browns. Woo! Six, Baker Mayfield. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a winnable game for the Browns on Sunday, really, honestly. Uh, Panthers' defense is in disarray. They just fired some defensive coaches. Uh, like I said, they've lost four in a row. Cam Newton's not 100%. I think the Browns are going to come out hungry after that Texans loss. They're back at home. Uh, one of their final two home games this year. So uh, I think they're going to be fired up uh, to play at home this week. So, Hopefully it's cold because it's a southern team coming up north. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I expect the Browns to play a lot better than they did on Sunday. I agree. I agree. They should be able to take advantage of the woeful Panthers right now. I mean, <laughs> goodness. I just can't believe they were Super Bowl, you know, they were Super Bowl competitors not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, they were 6-2. and two. That's crazy. They went, into, they went into Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh almost put up 60 points on them. And yeah. they have they haven't recovered. Invisible. They haven't recovered. And Cam Newton's getting knocked football, around. Football is so weird like that. Like I feel like football, man, like there'll be one team that's hot for like three fourths of the season and then they just collapse. Yeah. And then you'll have a rando team that struggled early on and they just get red hot right into the playoffs. I mean, it I, I just see that pattern over and over again and I guess the Jaguars are the latest. <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot I'm sorry, the Panthers. Different cat. I mean, same thing with the Jaguars. Honestly, I mean, they're four and eight. They were like they one. Started off the field, right? Yeah, they were, they were one play away from going to the Super Bowl last year, and they had just lost like eight in a row before winning at the end this past week. So they're yeah, the same. That's right. Uh, and another cat team, the Bengals like are the, the Bengals are in free fall. Huh? The Jaguars are the reverse Texans right now. Sure. No, think about it. They. Won their first three, lost their next eight, right? Yeah, yeah. And the Texans, yeah. Right. No, I hear you. Hey, shout out to Blake Bortles. Yeah. You mean Cody Kessler <laughs> and his 15 baby carrots? UCF alum. Shout out Jim Pisarczyk. He got benched. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, oh. It's just funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny his, his career. Because I just remember all the talks about oh. so drafting So are you saying Jen's? Careers gonna be the same. I'm saying Jen's career is better than Blake Bortles. She doesn't even play football. She's more successful out of college. There you go. I agree. Wouldn't you agree? Shout out Jenny P. Shout out to the big sis. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember just talks about drafting Blake Bortles whenever that was oh, three God. years ago. I don't oh, know. that yeah, that literally sent shivers down my back. So you saw it coming. You never liked him? No, I did not. Like Everybody was like, oh, he's the next big Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what no, people get, were saying. Wait, Ridiculous. Who? Blake Bortles. Oh, Bortles. Okay, right, right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he, he looks like... I mean, he's he's a, he's another classic guy that looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. He's got a dead arm. He has <laughs> he has no arm. Like, he's big. He's 6'5". He's 250 pounds. He looks like Ben Roethlisberger. Except he's got a noodle arm. Like, he can't throw. 
I throw the ball better than he does. <laughs> and you know. We saw that at the Turkey Bowl, ladies right, and QB1, gentlemen. QB1, baby. QB1 to the left of me right Although now. Although uh, I didn't show up until the second half because I you're, like, you're a second half player. Threw, we I were a second like, half team. I threw like four picks in the first half. But anyway. Uh, wow. Yeah, what so. What was your quarterback? What? What was your quarterback rating? Uh, well, I'll put it this way. We were losing 17-10 to 10 at halftime, and we won 41-17. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, so, thanks to this yeah, guy. That's right. The LOTL connection. The slot receiver that's of the right. year. That's right. uh, that's I don't know funny. why I'm playing slot, but... <laughs> I don't know. You anyways, just all over the field. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think the Browns can win on Sunday. I'm, I'm predicting the Browns to win. It's interesting. Going into the Bengals game, I, I was more confident than I was at any point this year. A lot of that probably has to do with the fact that it was the Hugh Jackson revenge game, but... Uh, going into the Texans game, I, I was telling people that I didn't have a feel for the game, but honestly, deep down, I didn't feel really good about it. Um, this Panthers game, like I'm not trying to say I'm not Nostradamus or something. Like I'm not like predicting like at a hundred percent rate, but uh, I feel good about this game on Sunday. Uh, I think Nick Chubb's gonna get going again, and uh, I think Baker's gonna. Um, Play like we all know he can, and that's not throwing three interceptions like he did in the first half last week. So, I think the Browns win. Right, and, and, and one thing I want to add too, like this Browns team is not the Browns team of old. They've only had what maybe one just atrocious loss, maybe two. Like this year, almost every game has been very competitive. I'm going to add the Texans game in that too because, like you said, there was really only a few key plays that ruined that game. Like, overall, this Browns team is just so much different. So I don't see any reason why they can't bounce back and and, and easily win on, on Sunday, especially, like you said, if the weather's a nice, chilly, windy Cleveland That's <laughs> day. That's right. That's right. Um, Are we tailgating think, on Sunday, by the way? What was that? Are we tailgating on Sunday, by the way? Oh, Sunday? Yeah. I'm there's no way I'm tailgating us today. Not with the cold weather. Did we talk about that? Yeah, didn't uh, Teresa's roommate was talking about doing it? Oh well, I know they're going to the game. Oh, um, let's have a talk about this after. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I didn't. I didn't know we were planning on that. I heard that she was going to the game. Oh okay. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think next year things are going to be even more on the up and up for the Browns, uh, especially after they hire – they drafted QB1, and if they hire HC1, head coach one, Matt Campbell, coach soup, things are looking up for the Brownies. If you're listening, John Dorsey, you know what to do. Okay, that's enough of the Browns. Uh do we really even have to talk about the Cavs? I mean, I'd rather not. <laughs> Kyle Korver got traded. Cool. We saw right? it coming. Yeah. Uh, they're five and nineteen right now. They played a good two and a half quarters against Golden State last night, and then just got utterly mollywopped. Tank for hey, Zion. Let's not even talk. About, let's let's not even talk about Golden State. I just I can't handle that. Well, you, I, you, I hate everything about the organization. You put the Cavs on the list, and that's who they played last night. 
Oh, I mean, I didn't intend to talk about that game. I just wanted to talk about the trade. Okay, we'll talk. What, what do you want? What do you want to talk about with let's it? Let's talk about it. Yeah, come on, let's talk Corver, about it. That's all. Well, Carver's gone. Uh, there's chats about um, uh, what's his name, Kevin Love, maybe being packaged out to Charlotte. I don't know how serious those talks are, but wait, packaged out to where? Uh, Charlotte. For that's who? What I heard. I don't know if it's true. For who? I, I don't know. I, it was one of. It wasn't uh, Wash, so I wouldn't. I don't know if I can take it seriously. Prospects. You mean Woj? <laughs> Woj. Woj, whatever. It's Wa. It's Woj, not Woj. His name's not Woj Narowski. It's Woj Narowski. <laughs> oh, I always, I literally always call him Woj Woj Narowski. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Corver's gone. I mean, I think we. You know, we all saw it coming. Mean, this this idea that the Cavs wanted to compete this year was so flawed to begin with, and we've gotten into it. We've talked about it, so I you know I don't even know if I really want to rehash it. I mean, this is just you know. What... I feel like you have to you have to view that as a marketing ploy just to try to reserve some season ticket holders. Yeah, but then what? So so then the next so when when you do tank and you win fifteen games and that they don't trust you the next year. I I don't know. What I'd rather if I was a fan. I'd rather the organization be up front with me. You you saw the post where Kevin Love got signed. And yeah, I know. Picture with all the construction. Well, that's because like, the owner know. the owner of the team is an egomaniacal uh, businessman who is just like drunk on this idea of. Being competitive and making the playoffs with without LeBron, and like yeah, you can do that potentially, but you're not going to do that the year after he leaves. Like he's the greatest player in basketball. Like you're not going to win when he leaves, and especially the when when you trade this away the second best player the year before and you get literally nothing for him. We got the Nets pick, which turned into the eighth pick, and it turns into Colin Sexton, who's a nice player. He's not bust, but he's he's not Kyrie Irving. He's not he's not a guy who makes a game winning three in Game Seven of the NBA Finals on the road. Right. So what do you like? What did you tra- you traded him? You traded him for a busted down, uh, five foot nine basketball player and a draft pick. So yeah. I don't know what's what's the. Uh, What's what's the saying? Suck for Zion or something or what? What is it like? Tank uh, for Zion? Something like that? I don't know, but I mean, hey, at least we have Jordan Clarkson still, right? Yeah. What up? <laughs> and all them tattoos he got in the off season. Oh god. Uh, wow, did he get some gross tattoos? Oh, they're oh. terrible. He can't. They are. He got. He's got like somebody's face on me, the side of his neck. I know. Anyone who knows me knows I'm pro tattoo, and I, I think they're cool. But holy crap, you gotta at least do them right. Like you've gotta. Yeah. Wow, those are some bad. I mean, I'm not against tattoos. I don't have any, but I'm not against it. Like, if somebody wants to get it, like I'm, I'm against somebody getting a tattoo on their neck. But you know, whatever. Um. No, so. I, I agree. I'm not even against neck tattoos if you're like an athlete. But get a good one. Don't get a gross one. Like. Yeah, but not on your neck. Like, I don't care who you are. Don't get a tattoo on your neck. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, if you're a girl and you want to get one on the back of your neck and your hair covers it most of the time, like, fine. But, like, if you're going to get something, like, literally on your... If you're getting something on your freaking Adam's apple, like, that's weird. Right, or the right. side of your neck or, you know. 
We don't really, while I don't, I don't like neck tattoos, but I, if you're an athlete or a rapper and you have the money and it doesn't matter if you have one, and you get like a rose or some elaborate like something, at least make it look, at least make it be a cool tattoo. Like there's so many guys that get neck tattoos and they just aren't even cool. They're just these weird or lame like random random things. And I don't know, it's, it's his business, but it just looks silly in my opinion. Who's the uh, Who's the NBA player that has all the emojis tattooed on him? He's on the Hawks last time I remember. Oh, I know who you're talking. What's about. his name? I don't know. He has a bunch of emojis tattooed. Like all over Mike his Scott arms. or something. Yeah, he played for the Hawks. I remember a couple years back. Uh, I don't know where he is now, but I mean, it's not like these guys are uh, seeking willful office jobs <laughs> after this. It's, it's not like it's a huge, saying, huge like, concern. It doesn't matter for them, but. Still, I would just say at least put something artistic, you know? <laughs> Get a little creative with it. Yeah. Like, the 90s and was when basketball players got just, like, random, like, whatever tattoos, right? That's changed now, and artists are so talented now. And there's, like, awesome artists out there, and I, there's... Guys still getting junky tattoos. I don't get it. Just, just a pet peeve. What if, what if somebody got a bird on their neck? I think that would be an awesome tattoo. <laughs> what kind of bird, though? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like you should get a like, like a, a toucan. Like a toucan or a, uh, or a seagull. That'd be kind of hard with the beak. What about a buzzard? A, a scavenger a bird? Probably the worst tattoo to get on your neck. <laughs> the biggest power move is steve-o getting himself tattooed on his back oh that's yeah, yeah. that's a go-to if you want to be bold tattoo Steve-O yourself is, it's like a court gesture like he's just a goof <laughs> uh where are we what I are told we told you this, uh, we're know. improvising here wait Dan, real quick real quick dan about steve-o you would appreciate this uh steve-o rescued and went to peru oh i know South yeah South I, I know i know the story yeah 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 he, he like intentionally went to a South American country where there's a lot of stray dogs <coughs> yeah, yeah. and he rescued mm-hmm. a stray dog and it's like his best friend right now yeah for sure um, but yeah so anyway that's our uh, that's our Cavs talk for this week because they're depressing and I don't really want to talk about them <laughs> uh we might have some Indian stuff to talk about next week because they, they just re-signed Carlos Carrasco today to a long-term contract extension. Um, but a lot of people are writing that that could signal that they're going to trade Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know what the Indians are doing right now. I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not even trying to know exactly what the heck they're doing. Um, you know, They're trying to play the whole market card where salary cap is too high blah blah blah, blah. but they're, then they're still going to try and tell us that they're going to compete whatever whatever who knows we'll see what happens but we might have some Indian stuff to talk about next week uh, real quick uh, we don't have any uh, restaurant or brewery reviews this week uh, but just a couple activities I was thought I was thinking about off the top of my head like we mentioned earlier toboggan shoots in the metro parks are open so if you're looking for a winter activity to do with the family, I highly suggest going to the toboggan shoots in the Metro Parks uh, uh, in Strongsville. Um, 
what is it? It's not Bonnie Park. What? It's mm-hmm. a good question. I'm honestly not even sure. It's in the Metro Parks of Strongsville. Yeah. You, you can Google it and find it. But uh, definitely hit that up. Uh, you know, there's a ton of Christmas events going on in the city. You know, uh, they have the ice rink at Public Square. Now you can go down and skate outside. Uh, the Christmas tree, Christmas lights are all up downtown. So that's that's a really cool thing to go check out. Christmas Story House. Christmas Story House is up. Uh, well, is it's all, year round? It's always it's up. Year round, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can go all year round, but most of the people go during Christmas time. But uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is coming up at the Q on December Ooh, 30th. Yeah. Check that out. I've been to a TSO show. It is awesome. Um, definitely highly recommend that for sure. So uh, just one last thing before we go. I wanted to extend my condolences and prayers to the Bush family with the loss of uh, our 41st president, uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been watching and reading up on all the coverage this week. Um, it's just amazing to see the kind of guy he was, the kind of man he was, the president he was, um, how he led, um, how much his family loves him, how much, how close that family is. Um, they're essentially like the closest thing that America has to a, like a royal family. Uh, yeah, I that's yeah. true. Um, because I, two of the members of the family have been the leaders of this country and uh, you know who knows down the road what could happen I mean they have there's a grandson that is getting into politics well, that in 10-15 years right. who know who knows well, well don't forget too don't forget Jeb was governor yeah. of Florida well. yeah yeah Jeb was governor of Florida he was a candidate for president this past uh, election right uh, it's actually his son that I think is going to be the next uh, Correct. big political player um, for the Bush family. So, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to extend that. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Bush family. Um, as everybody knows, that knows me knows I I I lean right politically. Um, that doesn't mean I'm a I'm a Tea Party nut job. I'm definitely more moderate. Uh, but I do lean right, and uh, I definitely admire a lot of what the Bush family stands for and uh, how they how they conduct themselves. So it was really moving to see President George W. Bush, 43, eulogize his father, um, and just kind of how everybody talked about him. So it's easy to just say nice things about somebody, you know, after they pass away, because that's like the respectful, honorable thing to do. But like it's just been nonstop all week people talking about it so um, you know it's, right. it's been great to it's been, it's been great to read about I want to add to uh, for those that know me know that I lean left um, and I usually vote left but uh, that wasn't so all my life and especially so in this case I am a big uh, fan and supporter of the Bushes and the Bush family um, I'm well aware of how controversial uh, they are, but I I think a lot of that is, is there's a lot to those discussions. Um, I have always been a fan of the Bushes. I'm a native Texan, as everyone probably knows by now, and uh, you grow up in Texas, and Bush was your president, or was your governor, for when you were a kid? 
And when you're a teenager, or, uh, or an older kid, I should say, to teenager, he's your president. So I've literally, I, I don't know, there, unless, you're a, uh, unless you were raised a liberal in Texas, you're probably a huge fan of the Bush family. Yeah. Including George Bush and, of course, his father. Uh, there's also Dallas uh, fans. You know, might recognize his, his stint as the Rangers owner. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in Texas. Why, if you're there, you're going to be a Bush supporter, and I am. I love the classiness of them, regardless of their politics. Uh, you can debate that, of course, but we are missing uh, a civility and a classiness that his father and his son brought to politics, and I really love that about them. Yeah. Um, even after all the crap he took, W and his father never talked trash about their opponents. They just kind of moved on and quietly did their own thing. Um, and it's really cool to see that. And it was really touching to see W's uh, speech about his father. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. That's a weird word. I've always appreciated how he lets his emotions show. And uh, he did again in that speech. And I, yeah, I agree. I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. Yeah, it's so like you mentioned how, uh, you know, the father, uh, George H.W., uh, never held grudges or anything when somebody talked bad about him or his son or, or anything like that. I mean, there's no greater example than uh, how close he became with Bill Clinton, um, you know, years after the presidency. Right. I mean, this is the guy that beat him in, the, in his reelection, uh, you know, bid to become a two-term president and um they became like the best of friends and talk i mean you, i mean you talk about the bushes being a controversial uh family i mean the clintons i mean right, right. that Basically, uh, not not to not 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 no pun intended here uh they're the trump card when it comes to uh political uh controversy so right, right. uh right but uh, history definitely is going to be is going to look kindly on George H. W. Bush. I think it already has, um, and and I definitely yeah. think and I definitely think the first you know for as uh, as disliked as he was at the end of his second term, I definitely think that uh, George W. Bush. The farther we get out from his presidency, I think the more favorable people are going to look on him. Um, maybe not. Maybe not so much as a president, but ultimately as a person and a leader. I, right. I think. I think that's a big part of it too. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to still really criticize his policies and decisions, and that's absolutely fair of any politician. But him as a person, he was a gentleman. He was a classy man. You know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what he's going to be remembered for. Jimmy, anything to add? You're young, man. You I was going to say, even when... How old, how old were you when... Uh, I remember when he got elected. I remember where I was like on election night. I think I was... That was 2004? 2000 when he, when he first got elected. Okay. 2004 was, was when re -election. he got... was re-election. So I was six. <laughs> six years old. So you were two when he was elected president the first time. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was 15. Wait. Yep. No, I was 13. Crazy. Yeah. So I definitely don't remember it. Um, yeah, so um, it's it's but, just uh, been awesome watching all the stuff. But, but anyway, uh, we're not a political podcast, and uh, no. I don't want to really get into that. If anyone, don't don't take offense to any 
we, no, we didn't talk. Are, we support you if you hate the Bush family. We're not. We don't want to spread hate. But we like, didn't talk don't about. Take this as yeah. a statement. We didn't talk about so the policy at all. So what's there to hate? I mean. Right. No. Right. No. I know. I know. But you know how people. Yeah. Are. Let's uh. Let, let's get away from this before we go down. Uh. Dark, dark path of politics. So uh, that's gonna pretty much do it for us this week. Uh, like we said uh, it was kind of a throw together free for all. So hopefully you enjoyed it. We kind of stayed to our normal um, outline, but uh, you know, kind of was more shoot from the hip uh, type stuff. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, we are living off the land. Check us out on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, on our website at www at www <laughs> no. Our website www.lotlpodcast.com. Uh, said we are going to be posting Steve's newest uh, article here in the coming days and uh, we should be posting some new content on there uh, as well as we move forward Um, we will be back next week so appreciate you listening on iTunes or SoundCloud Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback let us know what you think we could add to the show Uh, and uh, yeah we will catch you guys next time so for Jimmy Jordan, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See ya. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call, it's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting marshmallows, for toasting them caroling out in the snow. Scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas as well.